Okay, Tom, I'm so excited to talk about White Sox baseball tonight because of so many reasons. But I'm going to ask you first, since you already know, since listeners probably already know. You already know, though. I'm a Chicago Bears fan. I'm a Notre Dame Fighting Irish football fan. Uh, I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan. Who should I be most disappointed in right now? Go. The Chicago Bulls. I, that was not an option. <laughs> I have revoked my Chicago Bull fandom already. Whoa. I've already told you this. I know, but I didn't realize it was like that intense. I've revoked it. I, I mean, I am no longer a Chicago Bulls fan. Period. Damn. Okay. So who should I be most disappointed in? The Hawks? The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Or Notre Dame football, who was the in Bears. the Chicago football or college football playoff. Last no, year. no, the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Why should I be most disappointed in the Bears over Notre Dame that got trounced by their rival, who isn't good, and... They are bad. Michigan's bad. <sighs> but... Can't get over that right now. <laughs> dude, everybody went into this season thinking, like, better than 13-3. and three. The No, first... because the schedule was tougher. Well, yeah. I was thinking 11-5. and five. But you're getting... Already four losses, so your your se- your season's dumpstered already. Unless if we like go on a tear that nobody's ever seen, and you're you're complaining that the offense is under three hundred yards total rush total total yards, yards whatever every freaking game, and then we get a three hundred eighty yard game and we still lose. So like it's not just it like that's obviously not the only issue. It's more it goes a little deeper than that. So that's what you're most in, most disappointed in because the problems are clearly a little deeper than we originally thought. Fair enough. You don't think the Bears will turn it around and make a postseason run? I personally think they will, but wow, that I think there is well because look here, look here. There's problems with every team, right? Mm-hmm. For it's sure, just, it's just a matter of being able to pick at the problems that other teams have, and then have a little bit of growth and development in the areas that you need it. And look, the the second half of the Bears game looked good. Coming to you from a north side apartment, but giving you commentary on your favorite south side team, it's the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your hosts, Drunk Shy Sox fan. And Hot Take Tommy. On this edition of the White Sox Talk podcast... He did it again. Oh my god, just keep rolling. Just keep going. This is hilarious. I really, I think part of me thinks I'm Chuck Garfine. Alright, this is Fan Appreciation Week, ladies and You do look like B. Arthur. (laughs) Shout out to Rick Carson. (laughs) And this is Fan Appreciation Week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We're going to mention y'all's favorite moments of the year and then dip into our favorite moments of the year, including but not limited to your fan favorite yonder alonzo and dingers <laughs> dingers baby dingers and last but not least it's hot stove season it's also out of my mouth <laughs> right in the mic and uh all this presented to you by just us that's it let's let's roll into white Sox talk then because that's what we're here for right yeah absolutely so first off I, like I said, you rolled something out today that I really liked. Is that where you're about to go? 
yeah, let's let's hop right into it. So that was last night. Last night I tweeted that out. So last night I made a tweet saying, you know, my sports teams have got me depressed. Yes. I'm sad that baseball season is coming to an end. Not tonight. Oh well, we, we or thought. Do we know? Well, is it official yet? Let's find out. Astros hanging by a, the it thread. It is the bottom of the ninth, two outs, three one, and it's seven two. Yeah. Nationals. It's so let's just assume for the time being that we'll have baseball tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right. But baseball season nonetheless is ending. So I'm sad about it. The White Sox had an improved season. And because they had an improved season, I'm not all completely negative. Yeah. And this is another thing that like I don't understand about White Sox Twitter in a lot of ways is like it's still like pervasively negative. Right. And it's like Guys, we literally like improved by a lot. Ten games, ten, like ten games is ten a games. lot. I mean, where we were coming from was really bad, but ten games is a lot. Like ten. you got a ten. Think about it this way: you got a ten more player on your team. Guys, the freaking goat. I guess. I mean, that's. I mean, that's why. Like, just I'm just trying to put it into like perspective. Like, uh, ten games, though. It's. It is important to keep that in, in, in mind. Think about an 88 but, win team, which is like good. You know, good. And then you think about a 98 win team. You're like, oh, those guys. You're not like, gonna improve by 10 every year. I know. I know. But like, right. I'm just trying to say, like, 10 wins is a lot of wins. I don't know why I you mean, try to downplay it. The. It was only going up from 100 losses, yeah, you're, right? You're not wrong. You'd like you're to believe wrong. at least. You're not wrong. So with that being said, one thing, because this team, even though they improved, they're still basically a 90-loss team. Yes, but not The people quite. who really <laughs> need to be – even though we gave out our White Sox awards, especially to players, people who don't get enough praise are – diehard White Sox fans and people on White Sox Twitter, even if they may be a little Eternally too negative for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean, that's that's a great segue. I congratulate you, sir, um, because we're trying to do a little fan appreciation here um, on this episode, being that, yeah, like, we don't get enough love as it is, be it, you know, media attention or be it just – in general, love from your own ball club, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, there's very little fan love. Hashtag DJ Khaled. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, is that a DJ Khaled statement? Oh my God, he says fan love all fan the time. Fan love, fan love, and my then he God. says like where he is gonna be next, so fan love can follow him. So we so diverted. Fan love. We, 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 we're in we Lakeview a little bit from from what we were talking about originally, but I I came out with this tweet saying. I'm depressed. Season's coming to a close. Bring my spirits up by posting your favorite photo, gif, video, Yeef. whatever, um, of the season. Okay. So, first off, I do want to say it may have been a – I don't know if this is either genuine or maybe a little bit suck up from these people. Yeah. But, nonetheless, got a shout out first off. Um Will you turn your phone on? I <laughs> Jesus. I reached Christ. for it. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is probably you getting notified that the Astros lost. Well, right? what it was is my my father just texted me. This is perfect. He said best two words in sports because the game just went final. Game seven. Game seven. 
Uh, and then the other thing he said was Strasburg's five and zero in the postseason. Where's my pen? I free guess, a- free I gotta, agent next I gotta season. I got to write something down. <laughs> free agent next season. How did you already know? All right. Anyway. Oh, is that what you're writing <laughs> down for write, later? Write a name oh, down wonderful. over here. Wonderful. All right. We'll get there. So, anyway, <laughs> I do want to give a shout out first and foremost to Getting the people out. that shout us out on a regular basis. <laughs> um, so, Shy Sox Hayes, Brian Hayes. Uh, oh giving God. some love to our uh, specifically to our podcast. Oh, hey, the Sons of Monarchy uh, podcast. If you guys haven't listened to it already, go listen to the episode that we invited him on. Yeah, he's awesome. And he is awesome, and that was a really fun episode to record. Speaking of that, too, I literally just got DM'd on Twitter by the next person that I'm gonna shout out. I love how we're just like, yep, live. Who said that he said he said right here. Uh, just listened to your last two podcasts. They were great. He said he was listening to the Hayes episode. Um, and this is Carrie, also better known as Big Madrigal Guy. Uh, he is at that baseball fan on Twitter. Uh, big shout out to Carrie for buying me a beer at the ballpark to uh, Sox Crawl during the final weekend. I love that. So, I love uh, that. Big, you know. Big fan of him. Really grateful that got to meet him and follow him fun. now if you haven't already. Absolutely, give him a follow. And he said he's going to be coming out with a podcast too, so uh, we'll definitely be in, oh. in cahoots with him. Oh. Uh, and then the last one is uh, I still don't know the guy's actual first name. I'm going to have to ask him on Twitter. But this is uh, J W. Uh, he's at D O T P. 1971 i think that's his handle um <laughs> but this is the guy that you've referenced multiple times that you know met in atlanta and yeah. then i had to clarify that that wasn't the voice that i used to describe him when meeting him <laughs> in atlanta yeah literally <laughs> that's what your voice sounded like on every, the video no, I, every time I, every time i think of that moment i think of like some guy I just I imagine him being like drunk out of his mind. No, he's completely sober and with his two kids that are like under sixteen. <laughs> I mean, yeah. See, this like the context makes it all the more sweeter. But I just oh assume. my god, <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's hilarious. <laughs> but like, that's I just imagine somebody stumbling up. Are you drunk, shy socks? <laughs> 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 but not even like, hey, that makes you even more a celebrity than you think you are. Oh yeah, and my <laughs> response to him calling me a celebrity too oh, with the yeah, Colin that- McGregor meme, <laughs> who the f is that guy? <laughs> so no, I I mean, hey, like the f- you've got enough Twitter followers, we could apply for a blue check mark soon for you. Ah, nope, nope, not at that point yet. Definitely. How many will do you never need? How many? Never? You don't think never? You have to be significant, I think, in order to have some sort of blue check mark. And I, think, unless I think your takes at least need to be significant. You know what I'm saying? Blue check mark takes. <laughs> That's what I got. You're the real. You're the real champ with the takes. Let's be oh, real here. Hot take, go, Tommy. Oh, baby. So, um, now, in regards to other responses that we received that were not shout outs, I do want to give shout outs yeah, to a couple to more that were amazing. One of them was Moncada's Barber, who has been one of my favorite followers um, and follows throughout. Followers. He's a follower. I'm sorry. Follows. Everybody is a follower to you. You are the worst. (laughs) That is not what I meant. (laughs) But he posted a video that, I guess, opening home opener. 
he created a beer pyramid with all of his cups. Oh, nice. And Jason Benetti shouted him out on the pod, uh, on the broadcast. Oh, that's right. And he was I like, oh, something from the great, you know, people in Egypt here, you know, never saw something like this before. Another cheesy-ass Jason Benetti, like. <laughs> Hilarious, though. Um, and then he also shouted out Tahin because, like, I guess, like, he used he like, a, a thing tahin. of Tahin oh, to, like, yeah. keep the pyramid in place. So, Tahin actually liked his tweet. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then the other photo that I want to shout out is Jonda from Shy, uh, Shy Sox mm-hmm. Weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, he took a photo. I'm going to show it to you right now, Tom. But it's literally a photo. It's the only other one response from this thread that I retweeted because it's just so great. And it's him sitting on his couch with a Mandelo in hand and an absolute <laughs> frumpy face. <laughs> I think the low-key part that I love about it is the rally cap, but, like, the look of misery in his the eyes. The look of misery, <laughs> rally cap, Mandelo in hand, and the crack of koozie. Congratulations, oh John. That well, was just too good. Um, and then there started God. to be kind of like a thread after that of drunk Jonda pictures. Wait, wait save me. So. Sa- save and send that photo to me so that I can post it all throughout the next. I honestly off, thought. This off season. I honestly thought about making this my phone background. It's <laughs> that wonderful. <laughs> so I'll be sending you that in a minute. It's Tom. like the eternal photo of a White Sox fan, <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah. little miserable drinking. Sitting on the couch, rally cap on anyways. Truly. (laughs) All in all, though, transitioning on from that. Yes. I do want to say that it's hard to just, you know, shout out all of the amazing photos and, you know, stories that I saw posted. Um, Because all in all, my favorites, even though I've mentioned all of these as being favorites, my favorites are the people who go with family, go with friends, you know, are really, you know, sharing their ballpark memories with the people that they love the most because I think that all in all that's what makes this bigger than a game that's baseball bigger than getting drunk at the yeah no 100 (laughs) percent and um hey that bleeds into um kind of what I was wanting to talk about next in, in terms of like what are our favorite memories of the year for sure um being that my I think what is my actual favorite memory of the year was I got to go to a White Sox game with my nephew and right. my sister and uh it was the eight K's in a row game mm-hmm. for Geo. Uh that was spoiled by Jorge 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 <laughs> Jorge. Jorge. There you go. Can I get an, a little bit more bartender? <laughs> Ah, thank Sips you. and spills <laughs> very again. Good, very good. You have this thing of spilling on this podcast. We're gonna Jorge get you a sippy cup. Solaire. <laughs> Jorge Solaire is what I was trying to say. Spoiled the the game for Giolito, but uh, that it, it was that like record setting 8K game, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the best part of the game though was uh, Jose Abreu steps up to the plate for the first time. <laughs> And his his uh, Gene Honda says his name over the loudspeaker, and my nephew just looks up and says like, "I like that guy, I like Jose Abreu," and it's like he doesn't talk that much because he's two, but he's like, "I like that guy," and I'm like, "Hell yeah, I like that guy," <laughs> and it's just like the cutest thing in the world. And God, I mean, like, 
as far as family memories go, like that's, I mean, it just like struck a chord. Like I probably, I probably teared up a little bit. No lie. If I, <laughs> and if I could replay that memory in like live action, I would tear up a little bit. I mean, it's, and that's just it. It's like, it's the place that you love with right. the people that you love with the team that you love. Absolutely. And that's what matters the most. And that's the memories that are going to last longer. And, uh, especially speaking from the position that we're in where we've pretty much never really seen high caliber baseball in our lifetime. Right. <laughs> in, in our adult life. In our adult life, we have not seen high caliber S- since we were playoff teenagers. baseball. Yeah. And so that being said, like the things that matter are family. And it's nice to know that we've learned that now instead of being like a spoiled ass Boston yeah, <laughs> fan. Honestly, though, it's yeah. true, though. That's okay. That's the feather in our cap that we know how to like treat sports because like family, not like a pawn. That's fair. That's that's all I got to say about that. That's fair. Um, Screw you, Boston. <laughs> yeah, um, I love that, you know, on the topic of family, as I burp, I should have made it louder, though, so that, you know, our burp appreciators could really one, hear that one. One of one out of ten, probably. Oh, I covered it up. Yeah. Being a gentleman here. Anyway, <laughs> I do want to say, on the topic of family, um, I think it's been really cool to meet new create a new family at the ballpark this year that's huge because i think the opportunity to interact with the guys in the 108 to talk to people that have listened to our podcast or interact with us on white Sox twitter huge that that's honestly creating a whole because my family lives i'm rockford's not that far away but I don't get to see them often. Boonies. Oh, God. Here we go on this again. <laughs> We're literally going to create an episode this offseason on how Rockford and the 815 is not the boon. Some of the 815 is the boonies. The boonies, baby. Some of it. Not all of it. Not where I grew up. Anyway, they're further away. I don't get to see them as much. Yeah. Um. So getting to create a new White Sox family has yeah. been awesome. And it's been a really cool experience. Yeah, all of that. Um, it's hard to pick specific moments because I feel like there was a moment almost at every single ball game where yeah. I was meeting someone of yeah White Sox family, unless I was with friends and family of my own. Right, a hundred percent. And it's uh, it's just going down there and just feeling feeling a sense of community, and in especially when we are such a crap team. Yeah. <laughs> seriously (laughs) like to know that there are others out there in the pain with you it's just it means that much more and it's gonna be that much sweeter when we start kicking ass for sure it really is um another favorite moment tom even if it's not for another 20 years oh yes (laughs) true nope it's gonna happen before then okay okay. according to white Sox, dave the rebuild's over the rebuild is over no i mean i am in the boat that i think we're competitive next year but hey if that for whatever reason doesn't happen it's gonna be sweet regardless of what time in my life it happens thank you twitter of course said no so (laughs) moving on moving on um i also wanted to talk a little bit about um just 
Well, we can we can roll into hot stove. I, that's where I, I we that's where I really want to go. Other favorite memories. Well, what are yours? What are yours? I don't even. Well, you didn't I, even show me or you talked about wrote, one. I thought we were gonna talk about a few each. Right. Okay. Well, obviously the one that I have with the two of us is Yonder Alonso <laughs> going four for four, baby. Yeah, he, he went four for four that game. I think he may have had like. Three RBI as well, or something the like that. The dude hit the cover off the ball that one game. And Moncada had two dingers that game. Was his which first is multi-dinger game. Which is the real reason why that's a memorable game. Absolutely, but. because of my favorite <laughs> meme that was created. He's a busto! That's my favorite. <laughs> I'm so glad that people have reacted well to that. I cannot wait to break that out every single home oh run next year. Game seven of the 2020 World Series when Moncada hits Wow. This is second a bold prediction night. here. Just like Tommy said that the White Sox were going to be an 80-win team this year. 80 wins, baby. Bold prediction. Did I say wins? I meant losses. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> still were, still wasn't 80 losses. So we, There was more than 80 there losses. There were. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, look at this. Look at it this way. Um, we... What mattered that day was not just the actual game and the fun of the actual game and the win. It was we went down and visited a bar on the south side that we'd never been to before. Yeah, that was the night we went to Mitchell's. And it was fantastic. We were treated with such dignity that yes. we did not deserve. No. It was, <laughs> it was a beautiful day Seriously. also. And it was just like, ugh, like as far as like picturesque baseball summer Chicago days. Damn. It does not. And that was in the spring too. Yeah, it was, it was, I was in a short sleeve t-shirt in the afternoon and and then you got to hop into a a hoodie. You got to hop into a hoodie at night. Was that May? Beginning of May? Late May. Late May. No, wait. It was, it must've been late May. There's no way. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Even earlier. So, Uh, but like, it just, it just like hit all of the feel good chords you know um Mm -hmm. and god that was that was that was a great night and from there you know you jump into like i think it was a couple weeks later we met the 108 guys uh Mm -hmm. at a game and uh as far as like when we're talking family at the ballpark like those guys have every right to be like uh, I don't want to take a photo with you because I gotta protect the brand and or you're just weird as fuck. Why are you coming yeah, up to me like, and asking for a photo? Who the hell are you? Like none of that, none of that. And then my so- my shock, my sock summer says, "Oh yeah, I listen to what you guys do. I like it." And it's like, you listen to <laughs> you, listen, you listen to us. Don't you have better things to do? <laughs> like create the hella awesome content or whatever, you know, like I just it was a cool moment. And and the fact that like he's like you say it best. You always say when you talk about these guys, the 108s, it's like they're the most down to earth guys mm-hmm. in the damn world. And like they have enough like celebrity wherewithal that they could like throw their weight around and be like i don't need to talk to you it's fine but they spent like i feel like every night they're probably bombarded with somebody saying like i love your content dude can i take a photo (laughs) and they're just like 
yeah, man, whatever. Like, let's please like give me another beer. <laughs> give me right. another beer, and we're all happy here. Go Polka, like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's awesome, and that I mean that's like as far as highlights for the year, those are my three. The like time with my nephew, the 108 meeting, and the yeah, the Alonzo and the two dingers from uh, Moncada. That, those are those are top three for me. That's fair. Those are good. Those are really solid. And the other, you know, 78 losses or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did not get a nice look from Steve just now. I was just thinking about <laughs> all of the losses. Every single one. They still sucked. That's one Losing thing to record to the Royals, ladies and gentlemen. It's one thing to remember is they still sucked. So Losing record <laughs> to the Royals. It was an enjoyable year, but there's work to be done. Screw you, Jorge Soler. Hot stove, baby. Yeah. I'm feeling it, man. Okay. We need a sound effect. Think of like a crackling That's where the fire. Oh, gosh. Like a... Oh like my think goodness. of the fire popping in the background. We don't have enough technology to like actually put that in, so just like imagine it's it. It's actually really easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I say technology? I meant the time. We don't have the time for that shit. <laughs> just get a mind's image of a nice campfire roaring, and that's the hot stove of the season, baby. Let's go. Alright, so you wrote down some names, Tom. It is a roaring Let's fire talk. already. Let's talk because <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to be realistic with you real quick. Osuna to the south side, baby. No, absolutely not. And you know what? That would be a guy that the White Sox would sign, and I'd be really, really pissed about. Um, Here's the thing. That's a White Sox signing if there ever was one. Here's the deal. Looking at Osuna's numbers this year, he was like a 330 (laughs) on-base percentage guy. He was like – he only hit 29 dingers. He fits in our Um, team. From an offensive production standpoint, (laughs) Eloy Jimenez was more productive this year OPS-wise than Marcelo Zuna was. Well, you can't put him up against the GOAT and say – Here is where I'm at, though, is Dan Victor put a really interesting twist on Marcelo Zuna, and he's like, I don't necessarily mind if the White Sox sign Marcelo Zuna. He – could especially at guaranteed rate which is becoming it seems like more and more a hitters ballpark yeah especially for right-handed hitter mm-hmm. he's right-handed here yeah he's just gonna yank that ball out to left and put it in the bullpen so many times he could be a 40 homer guy he does have that kind of potential he's had a couple seasons where the numbers are super high he did get mvp votes one year uh, that was when he back when he was with Miami. Miami, yeah. And something to think about too is the Miami can. I mean, we're, we we seem to be trying to make connections here too with the White Sox, right? Yeah. Let's go back to last off season with yeah. the Jay Alonzo trying to get Machado, right? Yeah. Let's look at our past hitting. Let's look at our new hitting coach from Miami. Past. From Miami, he's worked with. He's worked with Marcelo. Now he's Zuna. not gonna. He's not gonna be able to work with the. Two bigger names on his Yelich list. And, um, Yelich and John Carlos. Yep, yep. Marcelo Azuna is an unrestricted free agent, though, and will be tapping the market. And he hit really well under Menachino. Mm-hmm. Okay. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. It may not be the signing that I want. 
you but could maybe the signing that the White Sox need right now. <laughs> I sorry, thought you were... I just watched Batman: uh, uh, Dark Knight. He's the Dark not. Knight. <laughs> he's he, not he's the signing not, we deserve. He, he's <laughs> not the hero <laughs> that the White Sox deserve. Deserve. He's the hero, the hero the White Sox need. need. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I uh, man, wow, I like that actually, but. I I wouldn't be mad about it, obviously, because anything's an improvement, and he is a he's a he's a good player. He's a good yeah. major league. He's a lot better than talent. Nicky Delmonico. Or no offense to any of these guys, <laughs> but he's better than Nicky Delmonico, no Daniel offense. Polka. You can say I'll throw out all the corner outfielders that we've had playing. Ryan Cordell. Yeah. No, we're it's done. Better than any of these experiments that Charlie we've Tilson. Sorry. Exactly. So. I thought for a minute Charlie Tilson was the answer. <laughs> That's what I mean, this season was, does to you. That's what a really had, bad season does to you. You're like, oh, dude, this guy's the this guy's the one. He's had minimal success. I mean, yeah. and it's those minimal success moments that make you think, oh man, this could be it. <laughs> they traded Zach Duke for this guy. We we lost ten to two, but both RBIs were from our rookie Charlie Tilson. So. <laughs> Oh jeez! <laughs> so, you want to go down the rest of this list as well? That's my prediction on Ozuna. I honestly think out out of this list, that's the guy. That's the, the most likely. Gonna... That's the most likely. No, really no, no, no. Who most, do you think's the most likely? On the this most list likely on. I've got you have four guys on. I've this got list. four guys on this list. It's uh, Marcel. Pardon my French, but by French I mean I burped and hiccuped because I'm. I don't know what that was. It's okay. I'm drinking. Um. So my <laughs> my list of four includes Marcelo Zuna, JD Martinez, uh, Strasburg, which was the name we added because he's five and on the postseason. Let's freaking go! And uh, just makes it more unlikely that the White Sox will get Strasburg. I, but go I know, ahead. I know, I know, I know. And then uh, Castellanos obviously uh, is the greatly desired one, being that he we saw him in very close proximity succeed very much so. Um and of all of those names, Ozuna, JD, Strasburg, Castellanos, JD is the most likely in my mind, being that uh, he is older, and you think that he would not cash quite the paycheck that he would, or not quite. You you just you just don't think he would cost as much? Maybe four if he gets a four year deal from a total year basis. Exactly, yes. like four years maybe or three. Even I think you can get him for three years seventy five. Or wait, no, no, sorry, the math's no. wrong. No. Anyway, whatever. Like because it, he just left. He turned down a a deal for in Boston. Four years hundred or something no, like that. No, it was there was only three years left. I okay, think. and it was it was pushing eighty. Okay, but I think it's like if you give him an extra year and get it up to a hundred. Like I think the the pervasive message has been four years a hundred, right? And that's not that bad. And he's like he is, and this is. I mean, I am dipping into the White Sox talk podcast for this one, but basically, yeah. just getting a proven DH is something that the White Huge. Sox have never oh done. Oh my god, they They've haven't had never a proven done it. DH since Jim Tome. And look at how he did, right? Incredible. And In so, a White Sox why don't we Absolutely. just... Why don't and we he was just, proven. And there's a reason why you had to give up Aaron Rowan for him. And look, here's the deal. Like, we have a 
ballpark that's a hitter's ballpark that we're just underutilizing. We we have I think we have a losing record at home always and that's just it's not good. Yeah. Like when you have a hitter's ballpark, play to that strength. Mm-hmm. Get a DH that knows how to hit the cover off the ball and just just do it and then right. make him happy, uh give him the money he deserves and let him just pull balls to left field, whatever, you know? Right. So here we go. I fa- I just fact-checked the JD deal. Yep. Because this is my forte to fact-check things. Yeah, I don't have the time or Three patience. years, 62.5 mil right. is what he opted out of. So if you give him four years 100, he's going to sign with you. That's easily. That's actually, honestly, and that's why I'm me, saying that's, that's overpaying. Yeah. So No, it's not overpaying. Four, you're Dude's, giving him an extra year with the more. fourth year. He'll be like the albatross, but you've won three you World get, Series at get, that if point, you give so him it's fine. Three at seventy, he'll probably take it. If you give him three at, I don't 70, know. I mean, what's the? He'll probably. You'll have take to. It. You will have to see what the market does. And I am okay with giving a veteran hitter that has proven that kind of money. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I think he is gonna gun for a fourth year. Tbh, that's fair. To get his like victory lap, I think he's gonna last have a hard year as a veteran getting that because a lot of teams understand that thirty-seven that fourth is very year. old. We, yeah, yeah. Thirty-seven is Thir- very. Thir- old. He'd be, he'd be thirty-six. But he yeah. just, guys, he just counted on his hands. Just making sure he's thirty-two <laughs> now. So <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I think he's the most likely signing out of Osuna, JD, Castellanos, and Strasburg. Mm-hmm. JD's the most likely. Okay. Right? Like, right. you would agree. Yeah. You, you have I think, to agree with if me, I'm right? honest, yes, because I think, well, no, I don't agree with you that he's the most likely. I think it's going to be Ozuna. Really? Um, because I really? think, I think Rick Hahn is on this youth kick, and I think because Ozuna had an off year. You're gonna be able to get him. You're oh. gonna be able to get that number down a little good. bit. Good. Let's sign the guy that struggled in the in the regular season. Well, I'm not. He saying did have a good postseason. He did have a good postseason. I'm not saying it's the right move. I'm not saying it's the right move. I'm saying it's the White Sox move. Um, <sighs> in addition to that, I, th- like I can't I wait said, for the Padres movement. to just snipe whatever we're trying to do. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, I think this youth movement. I think the yeah. White Sox are really hung up on this youth movement, and they see that Eloy Jimenez. It may not be an answer to left field, especially defensively. Um, I don't think that's something that yeah. they want him to work on. I think they want him to continue to improve on this hitting. But is he and a true me, DH? That's, that's is the he? thing that worries me. I don't think he is, and I think that's for he's I'm, got the, too the much offensive freaking production, energy. Well, the off no, well the offensive production numbers are just going to have to go up big time for him to actually be a full time DH, right? So maybe he'll be trading time off and left. But if he Ozuna. wasn't, if but he Ozuna's wasn't also injured, terrible and if left. he, well, yeah, he's garbage. Yeah. Anyway, right. um, if he wasn't injured, I'm talking about uh, freaking Jimenez now. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't injured, those numbers you couldn't really. I mean, you you can guess at them, but the, the what it comes down to is his numbers were good when he was healthy. So when you're saying his numbers, if they were better. You could well, when he got injured, he literally was was off the field. It's not like he was playing injured. I know this, but, but like you're saying, oh, he only got like what twenty seven. Like, oh, I'm not. No, I'm talking about those numbers. No, no, no I'm talking 30, about the two home runs. I'm talking whatever. about like the on base percentage number. Okay, but nobody, nobody was hitting for on base. That's why we got Correct. a new 
hitting coach. Absolutely. So one more connection with Marcelo Zuna that I do want to make. Who hit me? Do you know who his cousin was? No. Former baseball player? Mm-mm. Pablo Ozuna. That name ring a bell? I'm Pablo Ozuna was a base hit, like kind of pinch hit defensive replacement steal bases guy for the 2005 White Sox. He was on the 05 roster. Pablo Ozuna. I know this is uh, way over your head right now because yeah, it's a little bit before like, your time, even though I'm only three months older than you. No, I know. It's true, though. It's true. I like. Was, but Pablo Ozuna yeah. was on the 05 roster, and that's his cousin. Fun facts. Bring him the So Marcelo is coming to the Chicago White Sox. That's my prediction. Yeah. Strasburg's going to get a huge payday that isn't going to get, isn't going to come from the White Sox. Well, here's the deal, though. You you think about it this way. The White Sox will throw their hat in the ring for Garrett Cole. The Yankees or the Angels. Or the Angels. I'll be honest with you. Ten teams are going to throw their hat. But that's, this, honestly, this is teams. the point. This is the point, though. You know, I don't think all 30 teams will like the Royals are not realistically. Gonna. Yes, but the, all of the big market teams will throw their hat in. And that's the point. So everybody throws their hat in the ring. The Yankees or the Angels take away Garrett Cole. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you look. Uh, OK, who's left? Uh, Steven Strasburg, Zach Wheeler, Madison Baumgartner. So let's just say off chance. Yankees opt for Madison Bum- they Bum- would Garner. never but you don't know that let's why l- would hold any on. team hold that on. has money out let's their just ass say, to let's spend let's just say let's just now say now you're speaking in hype in crazy hypotheticals no 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 Correct. I'm just saying third option third option let's just say he drops to third option CC's off the payroll they've they and have they, a big gaping opportunity to fill okay the so then spot. in that case they take Garrett Cole and then correct. And then you think in the that case, angels the angels are going to settle. The angels go for probably Zach Wheeler, or you know, the whole reason why the angels are going for Garrett Cole is he's the not saying the White Sox are completely out of the California running. guy. It, I'm not getting my hopes up on a Strasburg or a Cole. Period. End of discussion. I'm not getting my hopes up on a Cole, but a Strasburg, I could. You really don't think that Steven Strasburg is that good? No, I think Steven Strasburg is that good, but Cole is better. And we could come in second place. <laughs> I'm done hearing that, too. Oh, my gosh. We can come in second place, Steve. We've proven that we can come in second place. And second place this year would be a Steven Strasburg, which is not that bad. Hey, you know what second place is? Wild card? first loser <laughs> if you ain't first you're last ricky bobby <laughs> well okay we can roll off on that note but i <laughs> i really think that would be uh fun to just <laughs> every free agent that we miss we pull jonda's fo- photo out and just <laughs> I'm down for that. <laughs> Steven Strasburg signs big deal with the Los Angeles Angels. <laughs> Photo of John. Modelo in hand. in hand. Rally cap, hoping for somebody else. <laughs> so shout out to John. You know, you, oh, you're you honestly a great guy to interact with, too. Um, I'm really looking forward to the biggest event that I'm looking forward to in the offseason. More so than hot stove season. More so than sriracha hunts. 
That's uh what, what is that guy? The um Stacy King. More so than Let's that. Go Bulls. More so than um spring training, more so than winter meetings, is I am looking forward to the co-hosted 108 Sox Machine event mm. where we all go down to Buffalo Wings and Rings and we all hang out as White Sox Twitter family. So excited to meet new people, interact with everybody else that we've already met. Tommy, you better show up this year. That's all I'm going to say. I would love to. When the date comes out, actually, I'll tell you I, what date I'll, it is. It's going to be the Friday before I'll use the vacation day if I have probably. to. It's going to be the, probably the Friday before Sox Fest. Gotta use a vacation day. I gotta use a vacation day. It Absolutely, it should be there. So, everybody else too that listens to this podcast, when that date comes out, keep your eyes peeled. Or definitely, it'll be around Soxfest weekend. Making sure that everybody knows about it. Most definitely. So, Tom, I think we are wrapped up here. Rebuild or bust. And on we trust. Have a good one, everybody.